Corinthians chapter 11. Commonly read scripture for communion. I'm not sure what each of us came here to do today. That really, you know, doesn't really make that much difference because we're not in charge. At least, you know, we say that Jesus is Lord and say that he's king. And, you know, we call it communion that we came to do because, because we come before him to be reminded of what's really true, what's really real. A lot of times down through the occurrences that we go through in this life, we forget a lot of things. We forget what's real. We forget what's true along the way. And communion is designed to bring things to remembrance. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this as often as you do it to remember what I've done. And a lot of times we need to be reminded. And um, Jesus picked the bread and the wine not as symbols so much as triggers. Triggers to have us think and see and remember what he says is true. You know, they're, they're, they're important things. Here in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 23, says, For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner he took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And apart from the cross, which is what the communion is really speaking about, Jesus being broken bread and pouring out his blood on the cross, we can seem spiritual. There's a lot of times, there's a lot of things that come across as being spiritual, but it's not reality. There's a lot of things that get the name spiritual that aren't real, that aren't the truth. There's a way of thinking that views things left untouched, you know, as natural as created by God, are somehow better and more spiritual or more real than the things that have been touched by the hand of man. You know, even in the, even in the Old Testament, the old, under the Old Covenant, the altars, if they weren't made out of brass, if they were made out of stone, it was supposed to be stone that had never had the tool of man upon them. And... You know, and, and even the sacrifices were to be unblemished animals, perfect specimens of their creation, not, not something that's been changed by man. And even in the, in the Old Testament, you read, and you almost misinterpret it when David says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. As Christians, we're blessed by seeing God's unspoiled creation, but that's not reality. That's not the truth that we're really here to remember and to even speak about today. There's never been a wonderful enough sunset or a wonderful enough sunrise or thunderous waterfall or a field full of wildflowers that have been able to bring any person to salvation. Never. And there never will be. There's only one common thread between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant that involves man. Man kills the sacrifice. He actually kills the sacrifice in both cases. And if you view communion as being some beautiful, wondrous thing, I hope God shatters that this morning. Because it's not meant to be that. It's not meant to be some peaceful thing that we can just enter into and just be at calm peace. 
if we've missed that, if we, if we go for that, we're missing the truth of what it's speaking about. The very reality we're supposed to be reminded about is the fact that Jesus died and his body was broken and shattered upon, before he went on the cross and finished on the cross and where he shed his blood. You know, it, it, you know if he were into the untouched view as being better, we'd be eating wheat berries and crunching on grapes this morning. That's not what God's into. That is not spiritual. That is not the truth or the reality of what we are about as Christians and what we're supposed to be celebrating with communion. Think about it. Bread. The hand of man harvests and cleans it and grinds it and then mixes and kneads it and bakes it to get what we call bread. The hand of man's totally involved in all of that. And then with the, the juice or the wine, we nurture the vine, harvest it, and then crush and strain it to get what we call juice that would become wine if it's left. These two things are worked, even, you could even say they were abused by the hand of man. And Jesus says, I'm right there. Not in the untouched, but right there where it is totally been touched by the hand of man. And that's where he wants us to find him this morning. That's where he actually is. You know, it's a totally, this total unnatural thing is my body. This total unnatural thing is my blood. You know, that's the thing that we have to see. There's so much spiritual garbage out there that tries to fake being reality and truth in the Lord. And we have to resist it with all, with all that we are. You know, even the bread is then broken because Jesus was broken for us. And it was broken by whom? By man again. By man in the form of the bread, but Jesus when he, before when he was being whipped and beaten for us. It was by the hand of man. By those at the cross at the time and by you and I. It was broken by men. And we did it to him. And not cleanly or neatly broken like our pieces of communion bread end up looking like. It was hatefully done in such a way that it became a mess of flesh and blood. And we know that that's the truth. Remember this this morning. You know, consider this. Proclaim this till he comes. That's what he's saying really in the communion. Is not, it's not this comfortable, nice thing. You know, as we prepare to, to receive it, as we examine whether or not we're ready to partake, you know, have, you ever, have we asked ourselves, have I done the will of my Father? Have I done the will of my Father? Am I therefore clean enough to partake? And there again, we've probably missed it when we look at it that way. Because on the, that day, when Jesus went to the cross, we all did the will of the Father, which was to, for him to go upon that cross. And in doing the will of, the will of God, we weren't found clean. We weren't found innocent. We were found guilty. And that's what we're remembering here. Not that we are clean enough to come and take this, but that we were found guilty, and then by his grace and his mercy, he took that guilt. He took that sin and gave us his mercy and his grace and gave us a new life and pronounces us righteous, forgiven, his beloved. That's what we are to remember this morning. That's what we are to consider. That's the life, the reality of what really this communion is about. So let's let the servers come forward.
thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for, for sending your Son, and we thank you, Jesus, for dying upon that cross, fulfilling the will of God and finding us guilty, Lord, that we might be made righteous in you, that you took upon yourself that guilt, upon that sin, and made it to where we are now made the righteousness of God in you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And on that same night when he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.